and welcome to Strangers Shopping Strangers, podcast number 44. A big welcome back to anyone who's returning and thanks for stopping in to anybody who's new this week. Well, this week's story, we get a chance to hear music and stories from Beth Lavar, or to our friends out there in Deadhead Twitter world, O'Cannon Beth. We got to know each other along with another 35 or 40 so people during some couch touring at the end of the Dead and Company run, and it was just so much fun to share the shows with each other and, uh, and become friends. So Beth tells us a bit about her early days being a young teen in Canada, a trip to the Burning Shore when she was uh, 19 years old, turning 20 in 1998 to see the other ones, and just tons of adventures all along the way that ultimately took her home to Victoria Island in British Columbia. Um, Meeting Beth has just been so much fun, along with so many of my other social media and Twitter friends and Instagram world and Facebook. Just such an amazing world we live in where something that is usually considered alienating uh, the internet has just brought so many people together. And on a final note, I have an extra, extra special guest that's joining at the very end of the podcast. I was able to track down Althea. So uh, we get to hear from Althea, a little update on uh, what happened with her situation with Jim once the smoke cleared and uh, what she's up to next, which is uh, really something I would have never expected. So be sure to tune in to that after Let It Grow. And as always, thank you so much for listening and uh, we'll catch you in a couple weeks. Well, Beth, welcome to Stranger Stopping Strangers. Thank you. Super glad to be here. Oh, I'm so excited. And for everyone listening that is part of our Twitter world family that Beth and I just love, 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 this is not just any old Beth, but this is O'Cannon Beth here. Here I am. Here you are, coming down from Canada. So uh, we are everywhere. We're going to put this in the queue with one of my international deadheads. So yay. <laughs> I'm so excited. Yeah, I am too. Well, you know, I have to, we have to admit to everyone, this, is, this, isn't, our, this isn't our first run. We, we went to go over topics and we've logged a couple hours in already, right? <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's awesome. Like, you're so easy to talk to. I love it. Uh, well, I, we are no longer strangers but friends, but for the sake of the podcast today, we are still strangers, stopping strangers to hear the stories, so we're going to pretend this is, uh, we're going to pretend that we have not been on the phone for hours earlier this week. <laughs> okay. It. So, Beth, I really, you know, with the podcast, I, you know, I'd like to get everyone up to speed with uh, starting at the beginning, so, I mean, you know, I know that you are dead to the core, but... Uh, Tell us uh, a little bit about, uh, you know, how you fell down the rabbit hole in the, the early days. So I was about 15, and um, my girl had moved to my hometown from um, Chicago, and she had a friend who had an older brother who were, was, like, right into the dead, so he would take her and my friend and her best friend to shows, and so she kind of introduced our little tiny friend group, like we had a group of girlfriends, I think we were, we had five of us, introduced us to the dead. And as soon as I started hearing it, like, I know we uh, briefly talked about one from the vault, um, 
those introductions, like just the the magic, it just got a hold of me. Yeah, no, absolutely. I mean, it's uh, it's like coming home, you know. You you, you discover it, and then it's just like, uh, you know, it, you just you're it, it grabs your heart, and then just uh, and, and wraps a hold of it for sure. Yeah, I mean, it's like you know, have I been here the whole time? Because I'm pretty sure I have. You know, like it's something so familiar. Yeah, no, absolutely. So you, so this is Canada. So I mean, tell me a little bit about. I mean, this is uh, the early '90s. 93, 94, 95, you're in high school, and uh, I mean, you know, how did you get, you know, connected with, with more of the music and, uh, and and get, you know, farther down? So there's a few different ways. So my friend, uh, Brooke, she gave me um, a few shows, and then I had gone to see Arlo Guthrie in Toronto. It was the first show um, I ever snuck into in a club because I was underage. I'm a huge Arlo fan. And there was a guy there taping, and he had a little pouch that had a jerry bear on it. So I just went and talked to him. And I was like, hey, like, if you're taping the show, you know, like, can I get it off you? Yeah, for sure. He's like, just, you know, take my address and and give me your address, and I'll send you a, a like, I'll send you the show, and I'll send you a list, because we got to talking about the Grateful Dead. So it turned out that his recording of Arlo didn't work, so he just <laughs> sent me a list and I just started kind of picking randomly off of that and then I was gifted some shows that were amazing but I didn't know the lore behind them at the time like I was gifted Cornell 10989 so formerly the Warlocks wow um some of the Halloween shows and it's funny because you know like I know a show to hear it but because it's been so much time I've lost either the venue or the set list, but when I hear a specific song and it's got a, a certain sound on it, like I can tell that was, yes, I had that show for sure. And so somehow in the last week or so, thanks to a very kind head on Twitter who pushed me to kind of remember. Shout I've, out, shout out, please, because I'm hoping that, uh, that our Twitter community is so all tuned uh, in. <laughs> uh, is it Scotty Reno? It's Scotty um, Reno. Hey. Yeah, I'm just blown away. I'm blown away this year. Like, it's unreal. So anyways, um, I would just, like, listen to them for hours in the car or... And there were more shows than that, of course. You know, like, I would just drive around southern Ontario to drive and listen to music. Of course, I wasn't paying for gas at that time, so it made it easier. And, you know, I'd go for walks, walk my dog at night, take my Walkman, and just listen <laughs> to shows and just... I just ate it up, everything I could. And that formerly the Warlock show just grabbed me. Like, I don't know. Um, well, there's I think just... they were in a special time at that place, right? I mean, I mean, they were trying to, I mean, in their own way, they were just, they were doing their own piece of recreation because, I mean, the scene had gotten, you know, a little seedy from what I understand at yeah. the time. And, um, I mean, I think that was, uh, that was the, uh, the story behind the name was that um, they had yeah. got out of those venues from um, not-so-kind the not kind heads, some of the people that were just coming for, you know, all the peripheral parking lot stuff. And so they mm -hmm. were kind of undercover. So I, I it was, uh, I mean, it's kind of a neat story all in itself that they, you know, wanted to go back to, to, to their roots and you know, get the original people back. Yeah, and it's such a neat story. And I think as far as I've heard, there's only a very few recordings of that show because of that. So I had a, I'm pretty sure I had a sound 
board, but I might not have. But there's a little part in it. The whole set list is amazing. Like, the Death Won't Have No Mercy with Jerry Brent and Bobby switching around on the lyric. It's It's just an amazing... uh, It's just awesome. (laughs) And, (laughs) yeah, it makes me happy. It makes me so happy to think about it. I recognize that show without looking which show it was. I don't have it, you know, like, I don't have the date or whatever in front of me, but I'll know what it is because there's a specific part in there from going from throwing stones into good loving where it seems like they're kind of noodling around and Bobby seems to be going one way and everybody else is kind of trying to figure it out. And then if you've ever seen the YouTube of it, it's really cool. Jerry kind of just stops for a second and listens and then they start in, you can tell they start in on good loving. And like, as soon as it kind of catches like, okay, that's what's the song. You hear this laugh in the background on the tape. I don't know if it's audience. I don't know if it was somebody in the band. Who knows, right? But it's that little nuance that just says everything to me. Like, it's it's the magic of it. Yeah. It gets, you know? Gets you in your magic place. No, absolutely. Well, I want to, I'm going to play it for everyone. And, and for all the listeners, I mean, I have to say, so best dedication to this this concert, so, you know, we say three to five songs, so you sent me a list, and you were so funny about the, the, the particular shows that you just dug so much, because I'm looking at uh, the list. It was uh, this, which we're going to play, which was uh, Throwing Stones into Good Loving, or Jack Rowe, or Stuck Inside Memphis. Like, you were like, I don't know. Like, please play the whole fucking show, right? Like, <laughs> and, so, and then you did that on a couple of the selections. And I'm like, well, which one? You know, like... Uh, well, I wanted you, to give you options, right? <laughs> well, like, yeah, it's so funny. You picked three shows, but uh, you picked uh, nine songs, bitch. You know, like, we're not rolling yeah, yeah, but them I all did. out. I, I knew you weren't going to roll them all out, but I thought we could talk about them and figure out where we wanted to go, you know? Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, so so the highlights were Throwing Stones, Good Lovin', Jack Rowe, and Stunk Inside Memphis. But for the sake of this, uh, as I say on many podcasts, this podcast could be three hours. So on the sake of uh, people's eyes not bugging out when they see the, uh, the, the, the time commitment of listening to the podcast, we're just going to go with the, um, with the Throwing Stones and the Good Lovin'. And uh, yeah, let's uh, let's all tune in and listen to it, and uh, and listen for that laugh. Just listen for that laugh. Listen for it's the laugh. Everything. All right. Well, everybody enjoy. Ashes, ashes, all gone. 
from listening to a monster throwing stones, good loving, and I hope everybody enjoyed, and I hope everybody listened and heard the laugh, because laughter is everything. It's uh, Laughter is the, the medicine that heals all that ails, right? Absolutely, yes. La- laughter, and me- <laughs> laughter and music, I really think. Laughter and music, like two things that are virtually free, that can pretty much cure eight out of ten problems, at least for the short time being mm-hmm. <laughs> oh no i totally agree just that my my drugs of choice laughter and and, uh, and music for sure <laughs> absolutely so as we go along i have another pick and i gotta say this pick this was a hard one to get <laughs> i you know and i'm gonna the little backstory on this uh everyone so this this one was hard to get and i uh, i found it on youtube and and i got an infection trying to find it this we were supposed to tape this a couple days ago but but yeah i ended up with some like crazy virus so for anybody out there who's listening if you ever get some like crazy pop-up screen that Microsoft has uh, found somebody that's coming to get your computer, just shut it down. Just shut it down. <laughs> I, I ended up with a nasty <laughs> virus. And uh, one shot of penicillin later in two days and $150, we are we are back in action. But um, it's rare, right? It was rare. It was really hard to Super find. Super rare. Super rare. But um, Ben Robinson, shout out to Ben, last week's podcast or this week's podcast, being a lifesaver, had it. So, um, you know, going with a safe method of transportation, it is. Uh, it was dropped into the Dropbox and, um, and all's well that ends well. <laughs> That's awesome, yeah, because it's a hard show to find. And I know um, some versions of it don't, like, cut. Uh, I think it cuts part of St. Stephen or... I'm pretty sure it's St. Stephen. But anyways, I yeah, so, you know, again, I didn't know how rare it was when I had it. And it was another one that I got in high school. And that one actually came from the guy that I met at Arlo Guthrie. First of all, the introduction is amazing. So hopefully if anybody can listen to the whole show... Uh, email me. I, I can't. I yeah, can't. well, you can get it on YouTube. Well, actually, you can hear the whole show. You absolutely can hear the whole show. The only thing you can't do is um, it's stream only, and I haven't really figured out. I mean, I'm not the most computer-savvy person in the world, um, you know, despite being a uh, podcast wizard. <laughs> uh, I'm, like, pretty much technical, technologically challenged, but it is on archive.org, yeah. but it's stream only. That's why I so, got up. And I have found it on YouTube as well, but now I'm sketchy on even looking at it on YouTube because of what <laughs> happened to you. So, but anyhow, anyhow, 68, so 68, Sky River, Sky River Festival, 1968, you know, huge introduction about the Grateful Dead and just, you could tell that this was a scene that was young and forming and alive and it was the whole show is just unreal. But the 11, for me, the the jam on it was just, uh, like, top-notch. Like, it was it, it was awesome. And at that time, I kind of was getting into psychedelics. And uh, actually, my dad was a computer, computer guy. He programmed and wrote software and whatnot. So we had a, com- a good computer, and we had internet very, very early. Like, I had internet, I think, in... Okay, 91 or 92. Wow. Whenever. <clears throat> yeah. I was able to go on, and it was like when you had, like, Lycos and Web Crawler, and it was a whole bunch of different search engines. 
And so I just started doing a bunch of research about the scene and about the scene then and the evolution of the dead and got into the literature. Like I got super into the beat generation and then onto the psychedelic in the 60s and huge Ken Kesey fan. Randomly got to meet him. Well, not randomly, I guess, but I did get to meet him. Wow. Um, and I tell met me Tim Babs. Story. Yeah, tell us that story. Yeah, so they were at the Canadian National Expo- Exhibition, which is in Toronto. It goes every summer from, I think, like about the end of June until Labor Day weekend. And there's all sorts of different pavilions and like they do like, you know, the 4-H club and they have like a whole food pavilion and they just like random assortment of delights, I guess. And and they have like a little amusement park and I don't even know how we found out, but they were coming to do a show. Like there was a tour with the bus and I don't think it was the original bus. I'm almost positive it wasn't because I think they ended up getting another another bus and painting it up. You know so, what I heard recently? You know, I got, I got to interject. I just heard this recently, and please, anybody, if I'm wrong, everything is, this is all hearsay through somebody else. Like, I, this isn't Googled. But when I was at Shoreline, they had the further bus, and I was like, oh, my God, it's the bus. And somebody was saying, there, you know, being the pranksters that they were, there was never one bus, that there was, like, a bunch of buses that were all, yeah, yeah. like, yeah, like, which is so funny in itself, right? That's like hilarious. The rainbow bus, like, there was never one bus. So the bus that was at Shoreline or the bus that was at the Expo, like, it may have been one of the buses, but in ways of um, just being pranksters and, and being interchangeable and not being able to be tracked down um, from early on, like, you know, from early days in the, and the acid trip days, apparently there was several buses. And this, yeah, so I know, um, yeah, this one wasn't like the bus, but it doesn't matter. So we went and we just saw their little show and like it was like an afternoon and they put on children's shows and they had like a a book signing. It was, he was releasing his uh, book of short stories, uh, Keezy was, and I got a signed copy. It was a first edition. Wow. Um, That was rad. I don't have it anymore. My, my parents didn't appreciate what I had as far as little treasures. And when they moved from the house that I grew up in into a, a smaller house, they had a garage sale, and that was one of the things that oh, went. So no! somebody, somebody out there has my my <laughs> book, and that's awesome. Like great, you know. Um, yeah, that's how I met uh, them, and that was a good time. And it, I just got like super sucked into uh, kind of like studying the the culture, you know, and I even did a project uh, for my final year in high school of Engl- in English of uh, throwing stones, like I, we had to analyze literature, and so I took what it meant to me, and what I thought it meant for the world, and like broke it all down, and I'm pretty sure I played the song for my class, and like, oh, that's um, awesome. it was awesome, yeah, and so then I started researching psychedelics, and to this day, I really don't know how my parents didn't know what was going on because it's like I was literally getting like the guides <laughs> on safe trips. Like, how do you make your trip like perfect, you know? And like, that's kind of in my nature. I'm like that. I'm a little, uh, I'm a little hyper organized. Yeah. I don't know how they missed it, but they did. And, uh, I had a great time. And, and, and you were was, safe doing it. So that's good, right? I mean, it was right? all good. Yeah. And so everyone came out a winner. Yeah. Yeah. 
And, uh, yeah, we were somehow we got like a bunch of acid from out here, like out from Vancouver. One of our friends knew somebody out here. And so they had shipped it like they had sent it to us. And wow. Yeah. I mean, they had little yingings on them. So I remember around that time getting right into that Sky River show. It, it was like a door opened on that one. Like, you know, and that's the Grateful Dead to me is looking for the little slivers of light that shine through a crack in the doorway. And yeah. that was one of them. Right on. Well, let's hear it. Let's, uh, let's go, let's go back. Let's do the throwback to 1968. So this is, um, and when I was looking for it for anybody who is, is looking, it is, uh, it was known, um, on YouTube also as the Betty Nelson's organic raspberry farm, um, mm-hmm. 9268. And, uh, yeah, let's uh, let's uh, let's let's throw back to 1968 and uh, get into the groove of the 11. <laughs> okay, enjoy.
we are now back from 1968 and listening to the 11, and uh, we're going to fast forward in our little time machine a bit, and um, the next song, as per the earlier ones, you have like four picks, but we narrowed it down because <laughs> there was one that had um, such a, a good story that you, you shared with me when we were first talking, and I was like, oh my God, hold this back to the podcast. This is podcast gold. <laughs> <laughs> Don't blow it now. So uh, we ended up picking Estimated um, from this show. Tell everyone a little bit about what that means to you. Okay, yeah, Estimated is one of my favorite Bobby songs. It's, it speaks to me. It always smoke, spoke to me. Um, and I had this show as well. It just, I don't know, it just gave me the vision of the West Coast. And, like, I needed to come here. I needed to see. I needed to know what it was like to stand on the burning shore, you know? And, like... I had just finished a year of college, and I was going to be working in the Rockies for the summer up near uh, Banff, uh, up the British Columbia-Alberta border near Calgary, at a resort, a beautiful resort. Um, and I was going out to meet some of my girlfriends, and we were going to work there. And the other ones were playing that summer. They had two shows at Shoreline, and actually the last show was the one where Billy resurfaced and came and sat in with the band so that was 98 yeah so it was July 24th and 25th 98 I had been subscribing to the Almanac I found out that that was happening I knew I was going out west I thought hey like let's go to San Francisco I'm gonna mail order tickets so I did not really understanding at that point the distance between like essentially Calgary and San Francisco and <laughs> it's a long it's way. It's a couple miles, couple states, you know. Yeah, yeah so it took us much. about two months to get to the show, but like I was moving around so much. We didn't stay in the Rockies very long. We traveled down to the Okanagan, picked cherries, we went into um Washington, we I like randomly ended up sleeping on the the highest point of Mount Rainier one night because we missed the campground I was driving and we had no clue where we were until we woke up on a glacier and that was weird so I was all over the place we were all over the place we were everywhere we went to not everywhere but we went to Mount St. Helens we went into Oregon like spent some time on the beach in California Clam Beach I believe I hadn't got my tickets and I was like I had to, I had had them sent to my sisters in hopes that they would be there before I left, but they weren't. So I had a little bit of a time tracking down those tickets. Grateful Dead ticket sales were awesome. Totally fine. They canceled those tickets and then just had us pick up tickets at the box office. So I had three tickets and there were five of us. We had gone to a fish show prior to Shoreline. We decided that it would be a good idea to sell watermelon slices but we didn't sell them like we were just asking for donations which was like the greatest idea ever like $60 <laughs> of watermelon $60 worth of watermelon got us to the gorge for fish which was neat but I didn't like the scene it was too many kids on too many chemicals and it was kind of creepy but it was a good time and the gorge was amazing and yeah so we were able to and it was hot as hell I believe it was July 16th and 17th and it was just brutally hot and so the watermelon was great like people were just so happy like and you know people were just like giving us money it was insane and then we were like okay great and so like we were able to get down 
to Shoreline and to kind of take her time a little bit. And um, I turned 20 in the Redwoods. My birthday is July 20th, almost 20 years ago. So when we got to California, we sort of stopped at a, we stopped at at a beach, just kind of like went out to look at the water. And all of a sudden there was like all these other kids and they were like, Hey, we're making a beach fire. Come on over, like help us gather wood. And it was like the coolest little group of kids from New England. And like, we ended up caravanning with them and like hotel room and like all the, you know, found a guy, guy was there and had liquid acid and gave it to us. And then halfway through the trip, we discovered that that beach had phosphorescent sand. And that was like, wow. On the burning shore. <laughs> like, I was just like, what is there happening? There you go. Right wow. Yeah. No, there you go. It all yeah. comes together, like literally, figuratively, I mean, in every way, shape and form. And so, you know, it was neat because we were, I recognized, we were able to recognize people from when we had gone to shows the summer before on the East Coast. And like, like I said, I only had three tickets, but there were five of us by that point. We met two guys that were from Toronto along the way and kind of linked up with them. And so we did have cash from the watermelon, but me and another girl, we ended up looking for a miracle and I got it. I got my miracle and I was like, wow, "Wow. did that just happen? Yeah. No. And we didn't get miracled one ticket. We got miracled two tickets. Wow. It was unreal. So cool. I was just blown away. Which is, and then the show was, the show was amazing. Of course. Right. It was, the show was awesome. You know, like it, because it was Mickey and Bobby and Phil at that point, Billy was still doing his thing not really back yet but then he was back the next night I wasn't inside that night but yeah like so then I had my little experience and I we I don't know we kind of like splintered San Francisco and went different directions and somehow my best friend and I ended up in Oakland which two 20 year old girls in Oakland I didn't know what that was all about like I didn't know different than Canada like, yeah. you're you not know, Kansas any longer. No, yeah. no, 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 not yet. No, and, it's, and, and to the good people of Oakland, I mean, it depends. I mean, Oakland, you go one oh, yeah, block no, no, over I'm this not... way and one block that way. No, but Oakland can be super sketchy. I mean, it, it still is. I mean, and it's, Well, we um, were at the Greyhound station, right? Oh, so yeah. It, well, there you go. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it was <laughs> like, whoa, like, coming from Shoreline into that, it was like, what just happened? So, anyways, we got on a bus and came on back up to Canada and we were in Vancouver briefly and then the guys that we were traveling with had told us you know you guys have to go check out Victoria on Vancouver Island you have to when you get back like before you go back to Toronto go to Vancouver Island there's a hostel there you can work for stay you need to go so we were like okay well we need to go so went to Vancouver stayed with friends of my best friend's family they were awesome and they took us to the ferry and we came over to the island and it was just pretty much immediately home. Oh my God. And I ended up with a bus that summer too, that I totally forgot about because yeah, that's weird. So we came, we stayed in the hostel. Her brother had started a company from Toronto. I wish I could remember what it was called, but it was basically, he was buying school buses, painting them up and doing um, little cross country camping tours like in Canada he had had one that came out here and so he decided that he'd send the guy that was driving the bus over here and we could have the bus 
the guy would drive home or fly home. And so all of a sudden we acquired a bus, which was just weird. And like, yeah. And it was, uh, I remember painting it when, before we came out here. And so we blocked out the, um, S and the H. And so it was a cool bus. Um, (laughs) yeah. And it was like a little mini bus. And, um, so anyhow, uh, you know, we did what we could to get by, worked for stay. We did hair wraps. Like we, I don't know, we were just living life and having fun. And there were several times that we tried to get back out to the ferry to leave. It kept on for one reason or another. We kept on getting drawn back into the same neighborhood. So ferry is about a 40 minute drive from here. In Canada, we generally talk about how far it is by how long it takes to get there. Kept on getting drawn back. And after about like the eighth time, I was like, you know what? I'm, I'm not supposed to go back. I'm supposed to stay here. I decided I was going to stay here. My best friend decided she was going to go home. We had uh, friends in Vancouver from high school. And actually, one of the guys was one of the people that was into the dead before we were into the dead. He had given us tapes along the way. So we went and saw them. And unfortunately, um, within hours of us getting over there, my best friend's grandma passed away and she had to go home. And so all of a sudden she was on a plane home and I was here. I spent a couple of days in Vancouver and I came back over here and I made my life. Yeah. Here That's how I got out here. Yeah. Estimated that uh, you were, went out to see the prophet on um, the burning shore and, um, and it became your life. It's uh, it's such a beautiful story. Absolutely. What an adventure, you know? I mean, like, I just really, in terms of just discovering the West Coast, I mean, that's um, that's a whole lot of discovery going on up and down um, that Pacific Ocean. So, that, yeah, that's so much fun. It was so. the coolest experience ever. Like, and we, you know, we met, I remember we were on, in some beach parking lot. I can't, I can't remember. It was in California. I want to say Arcata, is that in California? You know. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's uh, that's over by Humboldt. Yeah, yeah. There were some hippies, and like they had like old hippies, and they had a camper van, and like we just started talking to them, and they totally like adopted us for a little while. It was really cool. Like they were like, yeah, like come on over, like we'll you know we'll make you supper, and um, it was crazy. Like I remember the first night and like they had like this whole roast chicken like and like corn on the cob and I'm like what is happening right now yeah and they they were super awesome and I remember one of them went by whiskers the rest I don't know and (laughs) that was a lot of fun well I want to play some music and honestly I we had one more thing we wanted to talk about but I want to go in and play estimated profit and um and and this bit of conversation when we come back um I want to Go full circle and tie it all tie it all in. So um, everybody enjoy. So the, the the estimated profit that is the selection that we are playing is from 1989, and this show is on. Um, the show is seven seven eighty nine Philadelphia. So let's go and enjoy it, and then uh, we'll be back uh, for a little more chat, and uh, and then we'll say goodbye. Mhm. Thank you. 
Yeah. 
estimated profit and you know right before we went in to hear the song um you were sharing the story about you know the older generation and uh again cheater notes everyone because we have chatted a couple times but um you know one thing that we talked about that i mean is just i don't know i mean really makes my heart smile and um 
and, and you as well is this whole, you know, new generation and just, I mean, the social media and um, this, this new wave that's come about. So, I mean, it's, uh, and really that the born again, I mean, I call myself a born again deadhead because, you know, while it's always, you know, lived in my soul, I mean, there were years that I wasn't nearly as, as active on the scene and it just, it feels like it all kind of happened at once, right? Absolutely. It's, it's unbelievable. It blows my mind. Like, yeah, I was, I wasn't really heavy into the social media. Um, I had my Facebook, you know, but I didn't really understand the platform it was until right before Fairly Well. I was organizing, I was helping organize volunteers for a ska festival that uh, takes place every year in Victoria and we needed more volunteers. And so I thought, well, you know what, I'm going to sign up for Twitter and put the word out, which was quite successful. But then I knew Figure the Well was coming, coming up and I just started finding people Twitter and it was just so neat and unexpected, you know. I think I went from like 100 people on my Twitter to somewhere between seven and 800 that summer. And that, that was weird for me because, as I said, like not super into social media. I'm in between generation, not quite millennials. Yeah, so it was foreign to me, and but it was exciting, and it was like, oh, like, you know, I did the whole couch tour for, for Fare Thee Well. I saw the last show in the movie theater, which was also surreal. We were having forest fires, and the whole sky was yellow. It was bizarre. It was like, you couldn't see the shadow at noon. Like, you couldn't see shadows. Like, it was weird. I've never seen anything like it. And so going in and coming out of the movie theater was just kind of a weird, eerie feeling, but it was so awesome. Like, most of the people in the theater were sitting down, but there's a group of us at the back, maybe six or seven of us, dancing our asses off. I remember when Terrapin came on and we all had to sit down. We were like, okay, <laughs> it's like, we need That's to hear awesome. this. So anyhow, um, then, you know, Dead and Company happened. And I'm, uh, when I first heard about it, I was like, oh, John Mayer, like, I don't know. I don't know because I didn't, I wasn't familiar with him at all. When that first show, the Amex, um, the, the one that they did for free, that first one, I was just floored. I'm like, wow, you know, I'm just thinking, holy crap, this is amazing. So then I discovered the, the couch tour people. I discovered Mixler and I discovered Periscope and like, I watched the the New Year's Eve show on um, Periscope. It was just the neatest thing. And I so I started learning how to follow people and talk to people and interact on Twitter. And it just blew up. And, like, obviously over the last couple of years, the scene's just re reformed. And it's new and it's different. and it But it's the same. Yeah. And these it's kids the that are out there... Yeah, right? I, mean, I mean, it's the same souls, but in different generations and different people from the, you know, from the people that were feeding you in Arcadia to Ben Robinson that was on last week, the 21st century exactly. Deadheads, you know, it's, it's, it's all, everyone's coming from the same place, but from all over the world in so many different generations. And I, I don't think there's anything else out there in the world that's like this, truly. I, there, there no, can't be. there isn't. It's magic. And like, you know, yeah, the younger generation, it's really neat because they're, super good at all the social media. I just got an Instagram account like last September and I've been learning how to use that. And that's so neat. And like, 
one of the I'll give a nod to uh, Connor Bradley. He's one of the people I've been hey, following. Hey, Connor. <laughs> and I was at last summer, I think he had posted a picture of himself on Twitter and he was just sitting on the ground. It was obviously between set breaks, all these other people around him. And you could just tell from the picture, it just exudes like the Grateful Dead. Like yeah. it's just there. And so seeing younger people getting into it is so cool. This is so unexpected. I n- yeah. never in a thousand years, million years, would I have expected in 1995 that this is where we'd be right now. You know? Yeah. No, and I agree. It's being the born-again deadhead, like, same. And, like, I'm dying to get to a show. I'm hoping I'll be able to. But, you know, being able to communicate with people over social media and just have a good time and experience it from a distance... It's like you're there, but you're not there. And this summer tour was, I'm just in awe that this is happening again. Like it, I was brought to tears several times over this last tour and I'm almost going to start crying now thinking about it because it's meant so much to me to be able to get back into it. I've had some health issues over the years and it's really lifted me up and I feel like I don't know. It's really helped me a lot. So laughter and music, right? Huge. Absolutely. And a huge shout out and thank you to like everyone who's interacted with me or not. And (laughs) the friends I've made, it just, the friends you will meet. No, it's so cool. And I feel like you and I really connected a lot more through the couch tour. I mean, I, you know, I had, uh, jumped in through, you know, the Twitter and the Stranger Stopping Strangers. And, you know, we were, I mean, it, again, in, in part of the grand thing. But you really like, I mean, that that crazy thread that's still going on, <laughs> like now, I mean, what's today, July 14th? I mean, I think it started like before the, um, I don't know, it started like before the Camden show or something. It definitely started before. It was the, did. no, no, it was Blossom. It was, Blossom. It was Morning of Blossom. And, okay. uh, yeah, I thought I'd put up a, a thing like, you know, hey, let's all just remember what this year was all about and what your experiences have been about over the years. And, like, I was so shocked because I tagged a few people and I said, well, maybe more than a few, but, and I said, you know, hey, if you want to tag somebody, tag somebody. And then it just exploded and like Mushrooms. it's still going today it's still going I today know. and, and like, you know uh, so hey get this i so because a lot of people have been like okay we need a new thread we need a new thread because when you go to try to load it now on your phone like the computer's fine but go to try to load it on your phone at least this is my experience you have to kind of wait about oh, yeah. 20 seconds 30 seconds which i mean god we're so spoiled right like really i have to wait that long <laughs> oh my god so anyway I, a lot of people are wanting to kind of switch over to a new thread. And so I've been trying to kind of, it's, it's tricky to keep track of everybody that was in that thread because people were popping in and out. And like, um, so I looked up last night, like how to, I wanted to see if there was a way to kind of archive it. And I came across software where you can map a social media thread, basically, it's really cool. Like it, it shows a virtual map and it'll show all the different points of where people are and you can click on a certain area of the world and it'll bring up parts of the thread. 
So oh, you wow. load the thread into the software. It's a into a spreadsheet, and then you take the spreadsheet and you load it into the software. And I'm gonna do it because oh, I I'd can. love to see it. Yeah, yeah. no, I'd love to see it. I mean, I, uh, I. It's so funny you say that about the 20 seconds because, like, sometimes I'll jump in and sometimes I won't. Like, if it's just something that's just happy, happy, makes me smile, I'll just like it. And if it's something that I feel like it's, I, I don't know where the topic is. If I have the 30 seconds. I'll let it load and see what the last piece of the conversation is. And then, you know, we'll maybe jump in or maybe not. Or um, or sometimes just throw out something fucking crazy onto it just because, I don't know, because you can, you know. Like, yeah. Um, yeah, some crazy picture or something that's making me smile. But I know it's going out to all of these friends. And um, and I'm so grateful for them and you and it's um no it's everything it's 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 the community it's the family it's um it's it's a way that you know all of this stuff that is in a lot of ways depersonalizing um our world we're we're managing to make it personalizing and um there's a yin and a yang to everything and i love seeing something that could otherwise be alienating connecting you know absolutely you know and especially right now like it's just awesome to have some love and like you know for me talking like discovering that software last night was really neat because I lost my father um 10 years ago but like fairly quickly and he like I said earlier he was a software like he wrote software and he programmed um computers and whatnot and looking at the the software last night I'm like oh my gosh like I can totally do this like he I I played hockey growing up I was heavy into hockey like very competitive hockey and he wrote a program for our league for the stats so he was the statistician and I remember sitting there and watching him write the program and I I would I would read off numbers to him and he would type them in and it's like it's a it's another full circle thing for me and another way that I can heal because I think I had told you the other day that I model my life after my dad, basically. Like, I try to anyways, because he was the kindest person that I've ever known. And he, I remember going to hockey and we'd listen to the Beatles and sing along. And then when I got into the dead, it, like, he could t- tolerate it until space or until an extended jam. <laughs> He'd be like, what is happening? What is this? And, but... When Jerry died, he got the morning paper every morning, and there was that Play Dead um, cartoon in it one day. Uh-huh. Like, and then the dog starts like it's a man and a dog, and the dog on the guitar. I don't know yeah. if you've ever seen it. The, Anyhow, the, the trucking, the Play Dead, and then he starts yeah, yeah, yeah. The trucking. Yeah. So he cut it out for me, and he gave it to me, and he's like, "Here, I thought you might want this," and I don't know. It's just been such a huge part of my life, and I'm so happy that it's back. Oh, that's awesome. Well, you know, I am going to do one last thing because I know um, we could talk for hours and hours, and uh, and we kind of plan this with our with our windows. So I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna cut off our conversation that could go on for hours because we just have so much to talk about. Um, I have to pick up my daughter, but um, this was going to be the sign off and the goodbye, and and it can still be, but. You know, just based on this last bit of conversation, I feel like we need one more song in here, right? Like, I don't want to, I, I, you know, I feel like people tune in for the conversation and for the music. So I'm thinking about your, your selections and uh, the ones, you know, the show selections. So uh, why don't we hit Let It Grow? Let it grow? Yeah, yeah, totally. Let's, let's hit Let It Grow, and then, uh, and then we'll, we'll, we'll let that be the, uh, 
the end? Because I, I think that's in our hearts, right? Letting it grow. Absolutely. Yeah. And I just, you know, I just want to say thanks so much for reaching out and wanting to, to chat with me. It's been awesome. Like, I have a new friend. We have a new friend. We were strangers and now we're friends. That's awesome. Well, until we speak again or until hopefully one day we meet in person, um, yeah, I'm going to um I'm just so glad to have a new friend. So everybody, we're going to we're going to end with a song. We're going to go back to the same show from Estimated and uh to all of you out there, the new generation, our generation, older generations, the family, let's you know, the family that that we're all part of. Let's let it grow. Yeah. Okay, bye. I'm I'm speechless. Sorry. Bye. <laughs> bye.
Welcome to Stranger Stopping Strangers. Thank you, Stacy. I I am just so thrilled to for us to have met and um I mean and, and of course just the most serendipitous way you've you know been on my mind and and really you've been a, a bucket list of people that I, I wanted to talk to because your story is I mean, it's just so compelling and layered, and uh, and I and I know the listeners are just going to be over the moon to get to to hear from you. So, um, well, Althea is, you know, she just represents strong women, and women got to realize, you know, we we hold the ball, and we we got the power. We are. Yeah, we're, we're a force to be reckoned with. Absolutely. So tell so tell us what happened. I mean, at the end of the at the you know, at the end of the story, you know, you were uh you were with Jim and, and he was kinda of working out his feelings. What um tell us what happened next with the with the romance. Is it still going on or, or what, what happened nah, next? He, you know, Jim's he's a player, he's trying to play me. You know. You don't play a player and you love somebody, you don't play somebody you love. So Jim dropped the ball. And dropped the ball. The smoke cleared, and uh, you had little sympathy, huh? No, not really. <laughs> Very little sympathy. Well, they what say if- it's a man's. They say it's a man's world. He's already got the advantage, and he screwed up. Shame on him. Shame on him. Well, what? Uh, so, what happened next? What have you been up to? I met this guy. I was down by the river. His name was August West. He said he loved this woman, Penny Baker, better than his wine. He was drinking a little too much, and we were talking, and he seemed to pep up, and um, I got him a job, and uh, the manager liked him. He got a raise. Now he's, he's in suits. He's driving a Cadillac. He, he's on top of the world. Wow. Wow, that's awesome. No, a war frat no longer, huh? Uh, how did you know? Because he, he said that. He's like, you know, people call me a war frat. I didn't know what a war frat was because I don't really hang down by the river. It was just a nice day. I took a... 15-mile walk. Wow. And so are you still together now? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, that's awesome. Well, I'm so happy to hear uh, that you made your match and uh, and that you're a strong woman that's, uh, that's uh, supporting uh, August West because uh, he, uh, he seemed like he was struggling for a little while there. So uh, they say behind every good man is a strong woman. Yeah, that's all he needed. He needed, a, he needed an alpha because... Uh, Women just don't realize we're smarter. Yes, absolutely. No, we uh we have the power for sure. Well, I That's am right. Uh, well, I am so excited to be in touch, and uh, and I I would love to to keep in touch and 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 have you back again and uh, and give us some updates. Will you uh will you join Strangers Shopping Strangers and and uh, keep the listeners updated to uh, what happens uh, with you in August and how he's doing and uh, absolutely. So more women can come out and save some men. Absolutely. No, we'll uh, we'll uh, we'll be going down the road feeling bad all together. I ain't got to be treated this whole way. <laughs> well, thank you again for stopping in, and uh, and and we'll we'll see you uh, we'll see you out at the shows. All right. Well, I bid you goodbye. I bid you good night. <laughs> good night.
Thanks for listening to today's show. To check out more great cannabis podcasts, go to podconnects.com. Here's a preview of one of our other shows. I'm Larry Mishkin, and I'd like to invite you to join Rob Hunt and me on our weekly podcast, The Deadhead Cannabis Show. Each week, we explore the latest cannabis and jam band news and reminisce with other deadheads and jam band lovers about the great musical acts that we've seen and heard. Check out a new episode every Monday.